Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. My name is Amy G. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022, and today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are on the forward to the fourth edition, page XXIII, the third paragraph starting with, as the message of recovery has reached larger numbers of people, just unpacking that one paragraph. Uh, today's readers are, and thank you for your service, Team Tuesday, Dara L, Sally P, Crystal P, Leila L, Mary Lou G, and the second hour host, Esther C, newcomer greeter, Terry C, and announcements, Janice P M. The ID for yesterday's Monday, March 21st, 7 a.m. The reference IDs are 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 18,712. That's 18712. For the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting yesterday, 18,713. That's 18713. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for Your Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover. Through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Leila L. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Leila. Good morning. This is Leila L. from Nampa, Idaho, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, and these are the 12 steps of OA. One. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, 
continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you, Leah. I will now ask for Mary Lou G. to read the 12 Traditions. Go ahead, Mary Lou. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop compulsively eating. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Six, in OA group, ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, and other media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass. Thank you so much, Mary Lou. All righty, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the forward to the third edition, 
page XXIII, the third paragraph, just reading that one paragraph only. Dara L., could you get us started, please? Get us started, please. Yeah, thank you so much for your service. Uh, my name is Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. As the message of recovery has reached larger numbers of people, it has also touched the lives of a vastly greater variety of suffering alcoholics. When the phrase, we are people who normally would not mix, page 17 of this book, was written in 1939, it referred to a fellowship composed largely of men and a few women with quite similar social, ethnic, and economic backgrounds. Like so much of AA's basic text, those words have proved to be far more visionary than the founding members could ever have imagined. The stories added to this edition represent a membership whose characteristics of age, gender, race, and culture have widened and have deepened to encompass virtually everyone the first 100 members could have hoped to reach. Um, gosh, there are no accidents in God's universe. I love that I got to read this paragraph today. Um, and, you know, my experience in, in my professional life, I actually work in the area of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And, um, and every day, you know, I'm met by people who normally would not mix, you know, um, and, and I've been able to, through this program, sort of fall in love with people of a variety of different backgrounds and, and experiences and, and fall in love with myself. You know, I'm, I'm someone who really the 12 steps would not have been open to in 1939, um, either in, you know, in, in AA and certainly not in the founding of OA. You know, I'm biracial, I'm black and white, and I'm bisexual, and I'm weird. You know, I mean, I'm like just a different, kind of person and I wouldn't I wouldn't have known about this if the fellowship of of AA and then the fellowship of OA didn't continue to expand and expand and you know um ad infinitum and I think it's so beautiful that um you know in these rooms we have people with a diversity of backgrounds and for me what that's meant is a diversity of perspectives and experiences like that I get to embrace my sh the shared humanity of each and every person um, in these rooms and learn from people like learn that we are we have so much more in common than I believed that we did you know when I first walked into these rooms of OA um, but at the same time I really think that the diversity of experiences and perspectives has been life-changing for me personally you know hearing stories from people whose walk in life has been vastly different from mine has opened my eyes. And sometimes, you know, today I'll call someone with a different, you know, background, different life experiences, and I'll give them a 10th step. And I truly believe that it's God, you know, working through that person because their, their unique stories and their unique experiences enable them to tell me something that I couldn't hear from someone with my exact same life background. And I also want to share, you know, I mean, I introduced myself as a recovered compulsive eater, and that is true, but I'm an anorexic and bulimic, you know, and if this program weren't open to everyone, um, or, or at least to a variety of people, I would still be dying. I would be committing suicide, or I'd be dead, you know, with a history like mine. And so I'm so grateful for the expansiveness of this program and also the unity and solidarity happening at the same time. So I'm really, really blessed uh, to be able to practice these principles in these rooms and then to take them out into the world. Um, and I'll pass. 
Thank you so much, Sarah L. Okay, so we're going to take names of folks that would like to share on what was read, but just a friendly reminder that although we value your experience, strength, and hope, if you shared in the last couple of days, like Friday or Monday, that you let others share their experience, strength, and hope first. So who would like to share on what was read? Abby S. Teresa P. Teresa P. Anyone else? Vanita L. Rita R. Vanita L. I'm sorry, who was next? Rita R. Rita R. Polly B. Polly B. Linda D. Linda. Okay, I got a good group here. Abby F., Teresa P., Anita L., Rita R., Polly B., and Linda D. Okay, Abby, please go ahead. Hello, this is Abby Recovered in Michigan. Can I be heard? Because I'm driving. Yep. Okay, great. Um, Good morning, everyone. Thanks for reading the paragraph, and thank you for everyone who's doing service. Um, I really love how this is a diverse program because I I came in um, not overweight. I came in as someone who was dying from the disease of restriction bulimia bulimia and um and substance abuse infused anorexia um and so i i didn't wear overweightness on my outsides and i i'm still i still have the disease today i still have to um you know, just yesterday I had to go, I went to the doctor and I had to make sure that I was in a healthy range because I don't have the capacity to determine what is good for me. I see myself in a different light and, and I need this program. Like I have the desperation and the willingness to go to absolutely any length. Like I am dying in this program if I don't do the work and I'm or outside of the program, I guess, if I'm, if I'm really in and doing it, which I, I am now, um, you know, I feel safe and protected, but it's so interesting to me that this disease is still very alive and I depend on um, professionals and, and sponsors and fellows to talk me through these things. And I'm just, I just want to say I'm really grateful because I'm, I've been recovered for about three and a half years now and I still too have those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, like, am I in a healthy body weight? Like, I, I got to go to the doctor. Like, I got to make sure I got to talk to my sponsor. And, you know, I had this like frantic thing. And I just want to thank everyone who's on the line today hearing me right now who was with me in, in that difficult situation. And, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I feel like I am held by God. And I wanted to share that because not everything, even in like recovery and being a recovered person, like, I still have moments where I am, it's a reminder for me of like that this disease is, can be alive and well. 
And so um, thanks for sharing and thank you God for this diverse program and all these fellows who um, are helping me walk this, this, this life one day at a time. So thanks for letting me share and I pass. Thank you so much, Abby. Okay, Teresa P. It's your turn, please go ahead. Well, good morning. Hi, I'm Teresa P. Recovered uh, um, in California, thankfully recovered and in program. And what a blessing that is. And I'm so glad that, you know, the our literature, the big book is reaching out more and more. And I'm so glad that, you know, reaching out more and more is that message has, you know, remained the same, you know, those first uh, 164 pages and doctor's opinion and the, the forwards and the preface because the message is, you know, so profound there, you know, it's, 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 it works. It's, it simply works. And, you know, and I need to read it constantly, constantly, you know, I just need to be reminders that it helps so much to, to, to hear a diversity of people, all these different kinds of people doing all these different kinds of things. And we all have, you know, the, the compulsive overeating and, and or the, the the food problem and in connection and it's just like you know it's, I'm I'm finally not alone no matter what I look like you know what I've done you know who I am whatever's going on you know there's one of you out here doing the same thing it's just I love it you know misery does love company and I want to sh- I want to I get I get to do is share my pain I don't want to wallow in it or you know nurture it I just want to I want to share it I use you get to use the steps to, to, to be alive and experience life and, and share life with, you know, a multitude of people who are doing the same thing. And I truly believe, you know, this is helping me. This No, this I know this is helping me see me more than I ever have before. And to see that, you know, God is with me and always has been and always will be. And how do I connect up with that? This this program helps me connect up, and and I get to see all of you and your your grand variety, you know, doing all these things, and and it helps me to do, you know, my little thing that I have to do today, one more little thing, and you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's you know, it's not a major thing, but it it is. Our, our son is coming over, and it's just like wow, you know, we're like, what am I gonna do? Is he gonna bring the kids or not? I asked, and he didn't answer me, and so. And it is, I don't know. So what do I get to do? Well, I'll just have some things prepared for whatever, and uh, we'll see what God has planned. And it's just wonderful to to be a part of this program, to know all I have to do is suit up and show up and you know, see what God has planned and do the next indicated step. So thank you for everyone sharing and really opening up my life and helping me so much for another day. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you so much, Teresa. Okay, Janita L., your turn. Step on up. Good morning, Vanita L., recovered compulsive overeater in Georgia. Yeah, I appreciate hearing about the diversity, and I don't know exactly what the There's probably people on the line who do, but what the diversity was back then, but my understanding there was only one woman in the first hundred and but it sounds like there were people from um around the world which is um I would just love to know, you know, what um what that compilation was. But anyway, 
the point that I like about it, and then someone, you know, talked about being bisexual, and I come from a very new age background, and um, for some reason, especially on this line, I think of a lot of people as just being really kind of mainstream white Christians on the line, and it's really good to know that there is a wide diversity and I know there is but I don't know why my mind thinks that and I've learned I have to love because sort of the typical big book you know these guys who are businessmen and stuff like it's a, a stereotype that I kind of those I hate and I realize I have to learn to love them even though I have total respect for um, Bill W. and Dr. Bob, just that um, middle-class salesman thing is just like rubs me the wrong way. But I have to love everybody, and it does remind me that I do belong here, and because um, everybody belongs here who has this disease. Thank you. Thank you, Vanita. Okay, Vita R, you're up, followed by Polly B. Hi, this is Rita R from Massachusetts. Um, thank you for doing service uh, this morning. And I don't know what I'm going to say entirely, and I am kind of scared. Um, but, um, you know, sometimes I have a difficult time identifying into this program because my story is such that my bulimic um, restricting and over-exercising and 24-7 food addiction uh, was at its worst 30 years ago. But then I, you know, uh, sought other kinds of help and, you know, bought every self-help book there was because I was going to fix myself, I was going to do it myself. And I continue to be really, really self-reliant and um but my disease just took a more stealth um appearance i continued for i've continued for the last 30 years to like absolutely turn to food for every discomfort for my entertainment um for just you know it became my my god really my make everything okay and um on Saturday, I um, I relapsed, and I didn't even know I relapsed until I did my nightly review, and I realized, oh, you know, my goodness. And on reflection, you know, um, it was a day of me wanting more, wanting more, and I wanted more of Netflix and, you know, just kind of numbing activities. And what I've come to realize is that um, that m my disease wants to just take me down any way it can and um, and that it shows up in these other forms. And so I do belong here, and I am so grateful for for OA. I'm so grateful for Bill W., Dr. Bob, for all of the first 100, and so grateful for you all as well. Um, and, I, you know, just recently kind of learning that, you know, I, I did always think it was food that was making my life unmanageable, but really my life is unmanageable and food is 
um, what I sought um, out to be the solution. And I want to thank um, the, the person who did the special edition on Sunday for that message. Um, you know, just, um, yeah, I guess, you know, the other thing, and I'll, cl I'll close after this, is just that uh, on reflection about Saturday, um, I heard that, you know, God wants me, God, God wants all of me. He doesn't just want, you know, he wants all of me, basically. So thank you, and um, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Rita R. All right, uh, Polly B, followed by Linda D, and then we can take some more names. Go ahead, Polly. Good morning, Amy. Thank you for your service. Thanks to everyone who sustains and grows this meeting. I'm Polly B, uh, also a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in North Carolina. And um, I really appreciate this part of the forward. It, it, reminds me of uh, my hometown, New York City. And I grew up on the Lower East Side, not far from the Bowery. And uh, my um, family of origin, uh, one-bedroom apartment, was like a Alano club. Um, and uh, with all sorts of people from all over the city who congregate there. and uh, And we went downtown. Uh, further downtown uh, to get food. It was like going around the world and, and would pass, walk there and walk through the Bowery, which I thought was named after um, the bums. I I mixed it up with brewery when I was little. And actually Bowery, I think, means farm. But that's where the bums were, the gutter drunks. And they were from all over. And I you know, New York City is a big melting pot and, and the United Nations there is there as well. And um, both, uh, you know, the city in general, all types of drunks and the United Nations, you know, makes me think that it, it, they were part of the ingredients um, of of how... AA grew and, and our 12-step fellowships in general. I was at the virtual uh, convention uh, about a month ago and they had simultaneous translations um, for some of the sessions, just like they have in the United Nations. You know, on Zoom you can pick your language and they were live simultaneous translations. And um, I'm in an OA meeting on Fridays with a, a live simultaneous, not simultaneous, but consecutive translation. And it is just really um, humbling and awesome to have these experiences and to be a part of a whole that includes everybody. And when I first went through the big book many years before OA, um, I identified out because of these uh, relatively affluent white male Christians. I found ways to identify out. And, and now I see that um, those were just my tribal pre you know, prejudices. And if I'm identifying out for any reason, that's mm -hmm. where I can look more closely. And thank you, Amy. I pass. Have a great day, everyone.
Thank you so much, Polly. Okay, before we go on to Linda, just a friendly reminder, we are in the forward to the fourth edition, the third paragraph, page XXIII. And we're just reading that one paragraph. So get ready. All right, Linda D, you're up. Good morning, Amy. Hi, everybody. It's Linda D. And I am totally happy to be here. Imagine that. I'm recovered, not cured. And I'm an addict. I'm a compulsive eater. And I'm recovered. And I'm, I woke up happy. That is a very new experience. I've been on the earth a really long time. I'm an old babe, but I'm a babe. And that's because of this program and the God that oversees it. And I could never use that word because I was too smart. Too smart to fall for that ridiculous idea that there was one. Look at all the crap that goes on in the world. It's hideous and blah, 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 blah. But this is a disease and it leveled me. And it ravaged my life, and now I have a life that's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And it has problems. Oh, yeah. And I have a way through them. And the thing that heals in this program is my footwork through these steps, through this book, and all of you. I connect with love. Love. This capital L love, this power far greater than myself that is also within me. I'm not guessing. I know it's there. I can hear it. I can hear the truth through me directly and through you. The first person who shared, who was the reader, shared her sense of safety and saying all the things that she is, and she ex- feels safe to say that. And she's right. She's safe. I love learning all these things and being um, empowered to love all of humanity. It's thrilling. It's hard work, but it's thrilling. Thank you. I pass. Thank you so much, Linda D. Slash babe. All right. Who else would like to share on what was read? We'd love Christina to hear from Jay. Okay, I need H. Christina Somebody J. H. I got Christina. Okay. Heidi H. Oh, Heidi. Okay. Heidi H. Jessica C. Jessica. Sandra S. Sandra. Patty K. M. Julie K. M. Nancy P. K. I think we're going to hold off there and then see where we go. Christina J, Heidi H, Jessica C, Sandra S, Patty M, Julie K, Nancy P. All right, Christina J, you're up. Please step up. Morning, everyone. Christina J, State of Washington, recovered by God's mercy. I just love that word, mercy, because it has been his mercy. Um... When I came into this world, I began a life that was isolated. Uh, My family was 
very isolated in their own little world of dramatic upheaval and emotional, physical, and sexual abuse going on, all kinds of crap that kind of defined my life and how I then forged forth into the world. And my forging forth was that I wanted to be a part of something. I wanted to be part of something. And as I got older and older and I wasn't a part of something because we kept moving. I was never in a school for more than six months at a time. I never got a chance to really be part of the popular groups. I wanted to be a part of something. I wanted to use my talents and be seen and loved and feel like I was a part of the group. And I went to great lengths at my various stages of life to um, do that. I, you know, I would do crazy things to try to get attention and love from people. And it just made me more um, nervous and uh, ashamed because I was never really accepted for doing those weird things. Who would have known that the the one gift I carried my entire life, this running to the food for comfort when things didn't work out in the world with the people I wanted to love me, the food would come for me, and it was a great tool for many years, but it still didn't feel the need to be in a group of love and surrounded by people who accepted me, who would have known that this food thing brought me to something that was so amazing and loving? You guys hold me. You talk to me when I'm in pain. Um, And also the great gift of this paragraph for me is that I get to be in such a diverse group of people and have no judgment. Do you know how much judgment I carried in my life, looking at people and judging them for how they looked, what they ate, um, how they drank, their appearance, their personalities? And in this group, I hear all different walks of life, all different personalities coming from so many places, and I accept them all humbly, and I love everybody here. And it opens my mind to more and more acceptance. This is one of the great gifts of this program is the word acceptance, starting with acceptance of my disease and um, acceptance of my character defects and acceptance of my gifts and then acceptance of people and all their stuff. And I don't have to be jealous of anybody in this program. I was so jealous all my life of everybody that was getting what I didn't have. And, you know, when I was trying to get abstinent and clean, I was not jealous of anyone that was abstinent and clean. I wanted what you had. You know, and I wasn't uh, judging you on the sidelines for uh, your attitude or your ego because there's not a lot of that in this group. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been humbled. So anyway, I'm so grateful that I'm part of this diverse group, and I can be who I am, and nobody's going to judge me. You're going to love me. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Christina. Heidi H., followed by Jessica C. Heidi, you're up. Hi, I'm Heidi H., a very grateful, recovered but not cured, compulsive overeater. Thrilled to be here. Thank you, Amy, for your service and and all the comments. And to our forefathers who wrote this book, how insightful. It seems like an arcane book, but every time I read some other morsel that has only come from studying OA and the big book, that I know how brilliant and divinely inspired that the truly is and how it's going to keep on helping people recover from um, from this disease. And, you know, uh, born Jewish, baptized last July, I'm just your run-of-the-mill standard single lesbian mom trying to stay abstinent. And the beautiful thing about being able to talk today is that, again, from older transcripts, 
we get this beautiful thing about today. People talk about, oh, you know, to the wise and for the wise and to the employers, it's so arcane. Switch a pronoun because this is so relevant to who we are today. And thank you, Dara L. I have, you know, several decades in a beverage program, but not that I come here did I ever see the kind of love that was made available. Last night at 11 o'clock, I had a 10 step, and now I live in 10, 11, and 12, and some lovely person on the West Coast came to, to, to help me out and listen to me and just be listened. It's no surprise that, this, that, that we're all talking about diversity, that it's such a diverse, loving group, is because what does the big book show us through every story and every time we get on the line? This disease does not discriminate. Everybody's story is like a snowflake. It's different. A lot of similarities. When I was at the birthday party, I went to the gay meeting. And you know what? I'm not. I'm so many other things than that. And you know what I got? Yeah, I just got a really great OA meeting. This disease does not discriminate. So I'm not surprised by the amount of diversity. And I think I don't even have a story. I have not. What am I going to share? I got high a lot. Then I had miracles. Then I helped others. I'm an adult child of compulsive overeating. On the male side, my dad was anorexic. My brother's bulimic. And I have another brother who's very angry and 400 pounds. Guess what? The food caught up with me and I knew it was there. And you guys gave me a place to come. And my last point is, White Christian men who drank a lot and <laughs> do strong drugs and cheated on their wives, great. No one else is going to listen to anybody else at that time. It was brilliant. It had to be those men because it has blossomed into the ability to be open to everybody else. So, again, I'm grateful. Thank you, and I'll keep coming back. Thank you, Heidi. Jessica C., you're up, followed by Sandra S. Thank you. Hi, this is Jessica C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Ontario, Canada. Um, yeah, this just reminds me that the God idea works, that that God's plans can withstand, you know, time and cultural upheavals and shifts in the way that people live their lives. But it can also, you know, thrive and grow and deepen and, and just um and just be welcoming and encompass people of that come from all different, you know, um, places in society and different cultural backgrounds. And, uh, you know, I, I, that's just for me on a personal level, you know, as I'm about to start my day and I have that anxiety, that fear every morning um, about how am I going to, how am I going to, how am I going to meet the challenges of this day? Um, and it's just so comforting to know that the God idea works, that God can can help me, you know, not just meet the challenges, but also help me thrive and and in, and and <laughs> and and do things that I didn't think were possible, like things that seemed impossible 90 years ago in this program are happening today. Um, so that's just really comforting for me, like this. This all-powerful, limitless, expansive higher power who's done such wonderful things with the 12 steps um, that I can take that power 
into this day and just really trust um, that that's that that God is really not only taking care of me, but He's going to enable things to happen, wonderful things that I didn't think were possible. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Jessica. Okay, we have Sandra S. followed by Patty M. Go ahead, Sandra. Good morning. This is Sandra S., a compulsive overeater from Oklahoma City, and good morning to all of my fellows, and thank you all for your service and your comments. I learned so much from my fellows and from this program. It is just such an awesome star in my life, and I am so grateful to this program, and I think it's just so magnificent that we have the opportunity to have such diversity and unity. I grew up in a home as a black Cuban-American with a family that I was not taught to hate people because of the color of their skin. I was taught to love everybody and that everyone was equal. And I am just so thrilled that I have the opportunity when I attend a conference, especially now with Zooming, the opportunity to hear and listen and get uh, to know that people all over this world are participating with uh, Overeaters Anonymous and this 12-step program. I am grateful to have the opportunity to begin to work with my inner group uh, and Region 3 uh, with reaching out to professionals, uh, to other public um, organizations, and to young people to get the story out and to tell the story and to shed some light. It is one of the most magnificent things that we have been asked to do and that we can do and that we will do. I have all the faith in us that we will do it, and I'm so, so grateful. I learned something this morning that was just absolutely grateful. I learned that although I'm an old girl and been here on earth a long time, I'm still a babe, okay? I love that. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Sandra. Okay. Patty M., followed by Julie K. Hi, I'm Patty. Can you hear me? I can, Patty. Go ahead. Oh, good morning, everyone. I'm Patty M. from Vermont. I'm new in OA. Um, I have a sponsor, and um, I, I just want to say thank you so much. And uh, there was a young woman who spoke early on who really had a hard time feeling like she fit in because she never had the appearance on the outside, um, didn't match what she was actually going through on her insides. and. That was me, and even though I've also spent decades in recovery in another program, I want to just tell you all that the study of this book through OA has been life-changing, and to just cut through all of the, you know, my prejudices and everything else I that I uh, came here burdened with is in the third step, all I had to do was make a decision to turn my life and my will over to the care of a God as I understand God. 
not how anybody else understood God. And because of that, I was able to put the drink down and the and all other substances. And then, of course, food lived on. <laughs> and then, of course, in the, in the third tradition, you know, my the only requirement for membership is a desire, a desire to stop killing myself with food or killing myself with put whatever behind that. And and so this book was written way, way, way back before I was even born. I mean, when my parents were were young. <laughs> and this book has transcended time. And because of that, um, it saved, it's, it's saving so many lives and in so many ways. And it's a beautiful Tuesday morning here in Vermont. The sun is shining. Um, I'm abstinent today. I'm going to call my food plan in. And I just wanted to say that this meeting is such a wonderful way to start my day. And um, everything I've heard, I identify with today. And I want to thank you all so much. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Patty. Okay, Julie K. followed by Nancy P. Go ahead, Julie. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is Julie Kay, uh, recovering in Connecticut. Um, and I have to say, this paragraph for me is everything. You know, the OA um, unity with diversity policy is everything for me. Principles of four personalities is everything to me. Um, about a year ago, I came on this line. Um, it wasn't the first time, but I had been absent from vision for a while and it was actually last year in July and I had just had a very traumatic and horrific experience with my wife and I came on this line and I shared about it openly and honestly and received texts and phone calls from some of you and and it saved me um, having someone on the other line to say to me you don't need to turn to the food in order to get through this. I have been through something similar. Reach out to me, call me, talk to me. I share your experience. I hear your pain. You know, it, it was everything to me. And I had a, um, a situation once many years ago where someone said, you know, why do you have to say wife? Can't you just say spouse? No, no, I can't. Because I have spent my entire life altering what I say, shrinking myself to fit into to some standard to make someone else feel comfortable with who I am. I need to be comfortable with who I am. And that means saying my wife, you know, my children, not my spouse or my family. Um, that, that is my truth and it's my story and it's important for me to be able to come someplace like Vision and be able to talk about that without having to be afraid. And, you know, there are so many places in my life that I go and I do have that. I do have fear, you know, is I'm walking down the street holding hands with my wife and my children. Is someone going to say something, do something? It's, it's a reality. It's a real reality. And we'd like to think, or I would like to think, that that's not the truth anymore. You know, we have marriage equality, but that's, that's not my reality. It's just not. And I wish it were, but it isn't. And so 
to have a place that I can go where I have something in common with the 430 people on this line and to not have to shrink myself or my language and to hear, call me, I can help, I have a similar story. Even if that person doesn't have a wife, they have a husband, you know, it doesn't matter. We, we all have something in common, and there's so much beauty in that. So I'm incredibly grateful to all of you um, for giving me this space because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be alive today without it. With that, I pass. Thank you, Julie. Nancy P., you're up. Hi, good morning. Are we, are we, am um, I okay? Okay. You're good, Nancy. Good morning. Okay, good. Um, Nancy P., recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. So the first time I ever heard about like exercise bulimia, it was where I used to live and there was a woman who introduced herself as being quote, bulimic with exercise, not exercise bulimic. She was normal size and, but you know, my judgment was that OA was for fat people who wanted to be thin. You know, nothing about serenity or anything like that. Only fat people that wanted to be thin. And I blew her off as being stupid and trying to break into my, you know, restricted club. And that was 40 years ago. Exercise bulimia was not mainstream at that time. And my attitude also was that I didn't want to be a member of a club that would have me, you know, that would have me as a member. You know, I didn't want to be in a club that would have me as a member. And, and even anorexic women, sometimes at meetings I'd see them, they'd look like skeletons, and then I would hear what they said, and they sounded just like what I thought. And I, I couldn't connect the two. But I would grudgingly admit that maybe they had a place. But if OA had a rule that you couldn't be a jerk and you only had a thousand chances to toe the line, I wouldn't have a place here. And it was only when I had no other choice, when I was face down in the mud with that horse standing on my neck, that I finally just STFU, I listened hard and I learned that everyone has a place, even me. And you know, today, you know, metaphorically speaking, trans is the new gay. The boundaries of OA are like, lava they move forward embracing everything in front of them you know nobody's excluded it even says that it's never exclusionary it's always inclusive you know as long as we seek and my own personal actual experience of self is diversifying changing me i'm morphing into something else spiritually and physically and emotionally and i'll close with one quick funny story since people are talking about being old i had some tickets to see the celtics and i knew the ceo of my company was a basketball fan so i called my boss and said you know do you think it'd be okay if i asked steve to go to the game and he said sure very nice idea and i said well I, you know i don't want to think that you know i don't want him to think that i'm after him or anything and my boss said i don't think he's going to think that and i was like hey what do you mean there's still a lot of miles on the old girl I resent your implication. And he tried to backpedal and said, no, 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 I didn't mean it that way. I said, forget it, forget it. You wrecked everything. So there is still a lot of miles on the old girl. <laughs> and with that, I'll pass. <laughs> Thanks, Nancy. Okay. So we have time for about one more share. Who would like to take us out? Hey, I'm sorry. It was two people talking at once. I didn't get anybody. Lori 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 something D Lori D okay there you go Lori go ahead okay thanks Lori D recovered in California compulsive overeater um I lost the uh actual where we were reading but I did find something that represents on XIX 
It says we had to unify our fellowship or pass off the scene. I love that. Pass off the scene. Um, so, so here's this program has so many paradoxes. You know, this is the interesting thing. Um, you know, Lori, we're on page X I I I X X I I I. So it's okay that okay. that paragraph. Okay. Well, I okay. I'm listening to the shares, and you know, I'm getting a lot about how what's keeping us together here, and what what brought us together is the common solution we found to life, and yet when we took away you know, the compulsive eating behaviors, those feelings intensified. So what really brings us together is the fact, at least in my opinion, that we weren't living life, unable to live life on life's terms without a spiritual solution. So now the solution is what brings, what unifies us. And, and it is really the thing that unifies us is our, the solution, the problem, the solution. And a lot of times with Zoom meetings, I don't want to see Zoom people because I'm never going to be above being human. When I look at something, I have a, a, a impulse to judge. And, um, you know, breaking that cycle is something that I will probably always struggle with. That's why I love this line. I get to listen, and I'm acutely listening. And when I call people from the list or from the meeting, um, I don't know who they are, sometimes where they are, or what they look like, you know? And it makes me more open, more open. You know, I hope one day that my eyes can be without prejudice, um, I don't know that that's possible, but I'm not going to rule it out. But what I will say is I love diversity myself. And even though I wasn't raised in a home with diversity, I've learned that I love diversity and inclusion and humanness. And I've heard it on the line. We're never going to be above being human. And I love that. And it makes me feel part of you guys. So thanks for letting me share. That's all. Okie doke. Thanks, Lori. All right. We are going to wrap things up here. We will. I'd like to thank everyone who has shared. Please join us for another awesome second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 18,718. That's 18718. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Sally P., could you please read that for us? Yes, good morning. This is Sally P. from Colorado, recovered in Colorado. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to us and more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. 
but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you.